So this morning I'm going to speak about two things, about Advent and about compassion, two, um, two of my favourite things, really. The Advent first. Um, you know, I love Christmas when we celebrate the fact that the Lord has come, that the Lord is with us. But there's something even more beautiful about Advent, this thing of hope, this thing of looking ahead, this thing of promise, that in as much as he is with me now, and as much as I rejoice in him and know him, know his love, know his mercy, know his presence, everything I know and experience about him now and find fulfillment in him now, there is something more to come. And this is what Advent reminds us, the promise of the coming yet to come, that there is yet more, if I will but strive worthily. So there are in Advent three comings that we focus on. His coming 2,000 years ago in Palestine. His coming at the end of time in power and glory. And his coming now and as much as we will receive him. And the first part of Advent that we're in the midst of now focuses on his final coming, on the fact that he will return in power and glory. So last Sunday's gospel said, stay awake because you do not know the hour. But how is it that the church bids us ponder this one who is to come. This one who is to come again, how does the church want us to understand him, think of him? Well, very obviously by recalling what he was like, what he showed himself to be like when he came 2,000 years ago. So the first two weeks of Advent, our, our weekday readings are reminding us of how he behaved 2,000 years ago. So he healed. So this week we heard about him curing the blind. He satisfied. So this week we heard about him feeding the hungry hungry crowds. Compassion. So what today in our readings is the church bidding us prepare for his future coming by remembering what he did when he came before. Well, those of you who are preaching already will be probably more aware, but in the lectionary, there's always a rubric in red at the top of every reading, a rubric that indicates in italics, not words to be read aloud, but to focus, particularly the preacher, what is it in this text that the church is bidding us focus on now? So our text in the gospel today was from Matthew 9, Well, we have that passage many times through the liturgical year. But the rubric that the church wants us to focus on varies at different times of the year. So that uh, passage could have had us focus on um, the call for more laborers. Or it could have been on the call for the lost sheep. But today, in our Advent focus, the church's rubric tells us, at the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart 
was moved with pity for them. In our Advent focus, in our remembering what was he like that he will be like, he had pity on them. Now, having said that, um, our New American Bible translation translates that word as pity. The Greek word is actually, and you know how well I speak Greek, but um, the Greek word is actually splanknizomai. I once did a whole retreat focusing on that word and how it encapsulates so much of our Lord's work. It's a Greek word that refers to the bowels and the entrails and, and that kind of feeling of getting churned up inside. And in the Gospels, it's a word repeatedly used to describe how the Lord Jesus felt when he saw the people in their need. Again and again, he saw the people in their need and he splanknizomai, he felt that he didn't look at the crowd and their need and be cold and distant and heal them. No, he looked at the crowd in their need and he had compassion. He felt with them. The word compassion literally to with passion, to, to feel with. And in our needs still today, he feels with us. Everything I feel, he has felt before me. When I feel alone, well, he was alone in the garden. When I feel tired, well, he was tired from his laboring with the crowds. When I feel frustrated, well, he was Frustrated sometimes with the Pharisees, sometimes with his own disciples, slow to understand. That he was sad and wept with the death of Lazarus. He was hungry in the desert. That everything except sin, he has felt with me. And even that, somehow, in the agony in the garden, he allowed the feeling of that to overwhelm him. There's nothing I feel that he hasn't felt with me. Compassion. And that compassion for me, that compassion for you, that feeling with you, leads him to mercy. So as the rubric for our first reading said, the merciful one will show mercy. So to pull that all together and conclude, to bring it back to Advent, for this season of Advent in particular, this first part, we're focusing on that final Advent when he will come again. And what will he be like when he comes again? Well, he'll be like what he was like, mercy, compassion. He'll be like what he is like now when he comes to me, feeling with me. He'll be like what he was like, what he is like, but somehow even more.
this Advent thing, this hope, this promise, even more. Everything he's shown him to be in the past, he will be manifested even more in fullness and glory. All I've known him to be before, all I know him to be now, he will be manifest even more.